murder. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Mike. And together we are... We are... Throw Away, away Lines! <laughs> so this week uh, we're going to be doing Poe Party for short because the entire name is extremely long and uh, I will be saying it. <laughs> I, I swear, I just want to pull up the paper in front of me. Murder Mystery... Invite only casual dinner party slash gala for friends potluck. <laughs> Poe party is faster. Mouthful. And that's Edgar Allan Poe's murder mystery. Invite only casual dinner party slash gala for friends potluck. Edgar Allan Poe's murder mystery. Invite only casual dinner party slash gala for friends potluck. Yeah, that's that's not a mouthful at all. I can't imagine how many takes they did. Oh my god, it's <laughs> a genius though. I love the fight. It's very, it's, it kind of sets you off because it's very, you have to be very confident to put that many words in a title. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So this actually won um, the Ste- a Streamy Award in 2017, which is when it came out, and it won it for Best Indie Web Series, which I love this. I love the show. I've seen it uh, on YouTube probably seven times. Whoa. And then, uh, of course, there was just for Halloween, there was a very special, they did a live reading where they switched the parts, and uh, it was really interesting. You got yeah. to see the chops. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I have to say, there are a few moments in this show that generally and genuinely made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And one of the, actually, one of the first few lines of the show I feel is one of the best. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's lines between Leonore or Leonore. Leonore. <laughs> yeah, I said Leonore for some reason. <laughs> um, but they're sitting at a dinner table, and somebody knocks on the door, or rings the doorbell, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Edgar Allan Poe says, "Who is that rapping at my chamber door?" And Lenore looks at him from across the table with this snide look on her face, and she says, "Okay, first that's not rapping, that's a doorbell. And secondly, you invited these people. <laughs> I think it's a great oh, introduction yeah. to, to the two people that really drive the plot mm-hmm. forward. And I think like the whole premise for me for Poe Party is just so wonderful because it's like, let's just throw all these authors in a room. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be like historically accurate at all. It, no one necessarily needs to be in the same timelines. There's all these overlapping timelines. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> what if, what's strange about it is even though you said that, you know, it doesn't have to be historically accurate, mm-hmm. they did reach towards being somewhat accurate to who the people were. Right. As far as the characters, yes, 100%. I think there's a lot of work in... So this is my thing. So I'm a Lauren Lopez crazy person like I love her (laughs) so much ever since I saw uh very Potter musical she's been in so many star kid shows um it's wonderful if you don't know who team star kid is you really need to do yourself a favor yes check out (laughs) team star kid on youtube um yeah there's just Firebringers, like this crazy feminist icon kind of thing like that I never saw coming from them it's so wonderful there's so many fun shows there's even one called Me and My Dick. Anyway, um, which is pretty much what it sounds like. <laughs> Moving on. But Lauren Lopez, I have been obsessed with her since she played Draco Malfoy because I didn't know that women could just 
play guys' parts and not have it be a thing. And then you very successfully <laughs> did it yourself, which was amazing. I've done it a lot, and it's really fun. It's really fun to have, even if it's like gender bent, it's supposed to be a dude in the script and have it flipped. There's never enough guys. Like, this is this is just the fact of theater. There's well, usually, <laughs> in community theater, there are just never enough men. And there are usually, most of the parts go to men. So if you're a dope lady... You can play a dude or you can play a lady who is written as a dude. doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. So she kind of opened that up for me. So her, with her playing Mary Ann Evans, a.k.a. George Eliot, I've heard of George Eliot. I'm sure you've heard of George Eliot who wrote Middlemarch. Guess what? It was actually a woman. But for some reason, it's one of those mainstays that we don't attribute it to her. We, everybody else kind of got their name reintroduced back into the text. So Charlotte Bronte, who's in Poe Party, she wrote under a, under a pseudonym, but we know that it's written by Charlotte Bronte if you're reading it in school. However, if you're reading Middlemarch, you're probably not aware that it's actually written by a woman because it's still got George on the by title. I don't know right, why. Right, right. So. And it's, it's funny because this <laughs> kind of thing you know, still goes on. Mm -hmm. And I, this is kind of a weak example, but when J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter, mm -hmm. she didn't want to go by her first name. She right. wanted it to be J.K. because she thought that more people would be into the book if they thought it was written by a man. And now we're not as into the book because she's a transphobe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is a shame because that was part of our world. But, you know, times change. Yeah, definitely part of my childhood growing up. Mine too. <laughs> What's what's your house? What's that? What's your what's your house? Oh, I'm definitely Gryffindor all the way. Oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. Are we gonna show? You are. <laughs> but you <laughs> could be too. You're bookish. <laughs> yes, but I'm also brave. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like input, but it's like every test I've taken. Anyway, but anyway, we <laughs> we love the world. We don't love everything about the world, and we don't love the author. But it is what it is. Um. <laughs> So anyways, Poe Party. Po party. Um, it was so funny because I had to look up why is Lauren Lopez playing George Eliot as a woman in drag? Yeah, that was very throwing for me. It threw me right off. I didn't understand mm -hmm. the joke. Well, then I explained it to me. Yeah. And then I was like, this is actually really interesting and kind of satirical. And like, this actually taught me something. Like, yeah. I didn't expect to be taught <laughs> watching this web series, but it was actually a really interesting point. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to bring up the fact that mm -hmm. for some reason, mm -hmm. and I don't know why, maybe you can, you know, elucidate or explain mm -hmm. what, what this reasoning was, but all of the authors yes. in the show are extremely dismissive of Emily Dickinson. <laughs> And I don't understand <laughs> why. There's a line mm -hmm. in the in the in the show. I yes. called it a play, but it's it's a show. It feels a little uh, bit like a play. Where a, she's been knocked unconscious, mm -hmm. and she kind of wakes up and screams, yeah. and then falls unconscious again. I believe something falls yeah. on her head. Yeah, it's a it's feather rock. Her. It's a rock in the shape of a feather, which oh yes, Oscar yes. Wilde makes a joke about. <laughs> The feather of loneliness. The feather of loneliness killed by the feather of loneliness. But he runs, Oscar 
the wild <laughs> runs over to her mm-hmm. and says, it's alive, is something I would say if she were alive, but she's not. And then... Oh, that's... Uh, I thought that was the oh, no, Mary Shelley that's one. That's the Mary Shelley one. That's Mary Shelley. I'm sorry. That's the wrong <laughs> line. But it's a great line. That's yes. a great line. So, but I think... Uh, um, I, I meant to say... <laughs> yes. Is, looks at Emily Dickinson <laughs> mm-hmm. and he says, oh, is this it? <laughs> yes. Well, because... <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I I think his wife might have actually been named Emily. I'm going to look it up now. But I think Oscar Wilde's wife might have been named Emily. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But do you understand, while you're looking up that up, do yeah. you understand the decisiveness of the character? Yeah. Um, okay, I don't think so. Let's see. Um, I think it's because she never went outside of her house, so um, she wouldn't have been outside of her house. So she right. wouldn't have been there. Really, nobody really knew who she was because she didn't make herself right. well known. Right. Well, just okay. so she's it's she's basically the invisible <laughs> visible woman. <laughs> Um, yes, and that's how she's treated in the, in the show. Yeah, I, I think that's why, because it's like she she just would not have been physically present outside of her home. And I looked it up. I don't believe that was his wife's name. So he must have just, there must have okay. been some Emily in Oscar Wilde's life <laughs> that he was like, oh, and then he's like, oh, this is it. <laughs> but yeah. Um Yes, I, 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 there's so many good lines to start with, but, uh, I do, since we were talking about Marianne Evans, who, who shall be known forth <laughs> from this day, um, for George Eliot, uh, I would like to start with Lauren Lopez's opening line when she arrives. <laughs> I love it. Yes, please. It really does set it up all the sexism and like all that stuff pretty well right away. And uh, so Poe opens the door. He's like, ah, Mary Ann. And then she breaks in. The name is Elliot. George Elliot likes beer, sporting, talking about sporting, dislikes, peeing, sitting down, tending to the home, not talking about sporting. And then Poe's really confused. And he's like, Mary Ann, I'm not sure I understand. And she interrupts. It seems you have me confused with some kind of damsel. I understand. I have very soft skin, but the name's George Eliot. It's two male names and very easy to remember. Now, show me to the billiard room or a voting booth. <laughs> this is very appropriate because we're recording on election night. <laughs> yes, it's ironic. <laughs> well, I didn't know that we were going to be doing that, but yeah, hey. It worked out that way. Exactly. Um, so also some of the other lines <laughs> that are said during that opening as mm-hmm. some of the characters show up are just award-winning in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Like uh, when Louisa May Alcott mm-hmm. uh, knocks on the door, uh, Poe opens the door and says, oh, Louisa May Alcott, happy to see the stink of Boston hasn't followed you. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> it's really oh, funny. Man, so good. I do um, love that they included actual lines from everyone's actual texts, um, which is really cool. Them, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Oscar Wilde, who is both of our favorite characters in this. Oh, of course. I mean, we love Oscar Wilde. We will talk about him at length <laughs> shortly, I'm sure. 
<laughs> but he does uh he does get to do uh between men and women there is no friendship possible there is passion enmity worship love but no friendship which uh we had touched on before on a different episode <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but it's just it's fun to see all these things come together and just the personalities and everyone's really catty bitches <laughs> it's just the best <laughs> Which is probably a little bit representative of how they would have been mm-hmm. to each other as authors, you know, because it was very competitive. Back yeah. Then. My favorite, one of my favorite lines from this um, is Lenore very stupidly asking the room after a murder has been committed and asking, who here is the best writer? And everyone puts up their hand immediately. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Because oh. it's like. Of course, like, what are you, why would you ask that question? (laughs) (laughs) You do not ask artists uh, who was the best artist in this room. (laughs) No. (laughs) But uh, she does uh, seem to have a proclivity for H.G. Wells, which is very cute. Because I, yeah. yeah. I kind of identify with, uh, a little bit with Mm -hmm. H.G. You know, the way that the character is played, he's very sympathetic. He's just this really nerdy guy who's Mm -hmm. kind of socially inept, um, probably has never had a girlfriend, and is just completely consumed by his scientific experiments. I Mm -hmm. mean, the guy invents a microwave. Yes. (laughs) And a television set. And a camera. And a camera. A camera. The camera. The camera. But uh, that's Blake Silver who's playing HG, and um, I love that he and Lenore have that kind of chemistry connection too, um, as it it's goes very on. Subtle, but yeah, it's there and it's great. It's and you're like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little hot in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's very, un- she's very uh, dead, but still. Um, and I think, I think it's nice because she's usually very flippant. She's very catty. She, you could imagine her kind of liking the Kardashians. She's like more of a reality TV show kind of gal. Um, and he's very respectful. Like, yeah. it's very. and she's like, she's into fashion. He's like, so when did you know you were into fashion? And it's, I like that they kind of meet as peers. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, the characters are very well developed. I mean, uh, Mary Shelley's character is mm-hmm. very abrupt. She's very harsh. Yes. She's very to the point. And gothic um, and attire. <laughs> um, and she, honestly, the way that she dies, I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it was really cool, though. Yeah, no, it was. Um, she ends up going to a door mm-hmm. and attempting to open it. And instead of opening the door, it gets electrocuted by the door handle yep. and dies. And yep. the door slowly opens, and it turns out someone has mm-hmm. attached HG's microwave yes. to the door. Yeah. yeah I, which is really self-referential to her mm-hmm. work, obviously. Right. Alive. Frankenstein was brought to life by electricity. She's obviously mm-hmm. killed by it. Um, yeah. And she was so, so cool. on-the-nose stuff in this, in this show. Can you imagine writing Frankenstein at, like, age 19? Oh, I know. That's, I know. like, and it was all, and it was all because of a challenge. Like, what a cool weekend. Like, Laura Byron, who, like, I don't know if I would have liked him, but I think he would be fun at parties. You kind of yeah, get that vibe. Like a player. I mean, he was a player. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was cool when I was, I did, like, um, 
a semester abroad in Greece, like before, right before the housing recession in 2008. And um, on one of the sites, it's it was one of the temples, I forget, I think it might have been on the Temple of Poseidon. Um, you actually can see his name scratched in the columns because he was a very dramatic man as well. And he actually died while fighting in the Greek war. So yeah, but I had to send it back to my English professor who was like obsessed with Byron um, just to show her, I just got to see where your homeboy like carved his name. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was all because of a challenge. And it's funny because her her, uh, husband, Percy Bisque Shelley, his poetry is great but he's not as well known. Lord Byron is a flashy man, but I think outside of like kind of hardcore literature folks, less known, Mary Shelley's forever, baby. Right, everybody knows who Frankenstein is. <laughs> yep, yep. I do think it's funny that most people mess up and think that the monster is the monster. Frankenstein, right, Frankenstein right. is, Dr. Frankenstein is the bad person, is actually right. the monster. Right, but it's because of the movies. The movies have always depicted the right. monster as the evil creature. Right, which is missing the whole point of the exorcism. <laughs> right, it's about humanism <laughs> and humanity mm-hmm. and, and, you know. Yeah, but I will take a... There is this one quote that she has when she's trying to explain herself before she is murdered by the microwave, <laughs> um, where she's talking about Eddie, the notorious Eddie, And um, she said, this is, of course, where I birthed my monster, who in turn birthed another monster. But perhaps there was yet another monster. And I just I just love how stupid and like fun. They're just having fun with all these lines. It's just so much fun. You can can tell that the characters are having fun playing their characters. Absolutely. But like what a gift. And Fyodor yeah. gets to be kind of brooding and Russian. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in prison once. <laughs> but, I um... have a friend named Eddie. We still write. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we should take a break and then get back into a more hardcore lines from Poe Party. That sounds good to me. All right. We'll see you in a minute. If you have a favorite book, movie, TV show, play, or any other cool medium that you'd like us to explore, uh, you can send us an email to throwawaylines079 at gmail.com. That's throwawaylines079 at gmail.com. Thanks for reaching out. Welcome back. Hey. Way lines. Um, so again, if you you've got to watch this to really get the full effect of what we're talking about here, it's a little complicated. There's a lot of players here, okay? And there's a murder mystery, which is fantastic. <laughs> fantastically played out. A lot of people die. Yes. Um, and before I actually jump into the line that I want to say next, because I just absolutely love it. <laughs> um, is the fact that I don't know if you've seen the movie Clue. Which you have to have seen the movie Clue. 
Right. I mean, Tim Curry, right? Right. Uh, Margaret Kahn. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these great big-name comedic actors in that movie. I really feel like this show was slightly modeled after that movie in a way. I can see that. Like the structure of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I thought about that when I was watching it for the third time today. It's like, this is very much <laughs> like the movie Clue, only there's no Tim Curry, which is sad. Well, but we have Oscar Wilde. And <laughs> and we have like Lauren Lopez instead of Ma- Madeline Kahn. So we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. right. <laughs> yes. But we will get to Oscar Wilde yes. in just a moment. Yes. We have to talk about him in length. Well, However, yes. a really great line comes at the end <laughs> of the movie when it is revealed who the killers are. And I won't spoil who the killers are um, other than the fact that there is more than one. There's an S at the end of the word killer. Um, and you <laughs> don't guess. you don't meet all of them. That's true. There's there's a, there's one that you will not know based on the first few um, videos in the web series. And again, it's really short and quick and easy to watch this. You can watch it in chunks. They're usually about 10 minutes. And there's yeah. like 11, I think. 11 or yeah, 12. Yeah. I think one of the episodes was only like seven minutes long. Yeah. I think there's 11 or 12. 11 to 13 total, I'll say. I think yeah. it was about right. Yeah, there's some extra bonus videos, mm-hmm. too, if you're really into it. Um, yeah. But anyway, at the end, when it is revealed who the killers are, there's this great line mm-hmm. um, where one of the characters, one of the killers says, yes, we met at Jane Austen with great pride and extreme prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was just telling Mike um, the whole part of, uh, spoiler, Charlotte Bronte is a huge bitch in this <laughs> series. Um, so it's very funny because the actress playing her is Ashley Clements, who actually played Lizzie Bennett in the Jane Austen Diaries, I believe the, the was the web series. So her hating Jane Austen, the author, as another author, is just hilarious. And like another kind of inside joke um, kind of heaped on this. So she just keeps talking about she doesn't want to be as poor as the Austins and all this. And then uh, at one point she says, I blame this whole thing on Jane Austen. Because basically their rivalry just sent her over the edge. <laughs> but Jane Austen's character in this show is mm-hmm. amazing. Isn't there like one part where they're at the, sitting at the dinner table and she's like, my birthday is next week and it's treaty. Isn't that her? That's birthday? not her. No, Jane Austen uh, gets... Jane Austen seen in a flashback sequence. Oh, that's right. You're thinking who of a. Um, who was the hippie that they were? Louisa May. Louisa, Louisa May Alcott. Louisa May Alcott. And it's mostly because Lenore's like, not as bad as a Louisa, Louisa May Alcott's dress. And then she yeah, high fives. I, I was going to say, you stole it from me. Well, you asked me who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's, there's, yeah, she's sitting at the table mm-hmm. and, and I think Poe says something like, well, whose birthday is closest? Right. And she's like, oh, mine's in two weeks. Everybody can come. It's tree theme. <laughs> you have to come dressed as your favorite tree. <laughs> yeah, she's so crunchy granola. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do, I do love them high-fiving over the bad dress that she's wearing. <laughs> I know. So the line that Carrie is referencing mm-hmm. um, is Poe kind of slaps his hand on the table and he's <laughs> like, please, a grave and sinister act has been committed this evening. And Lenore looks over at Louisa May and he go- she goes, yeah, Louisa May's dress. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I, 
Lenore is the queen of deadpan sarcasm. It's just so good. And the, the, the delivery. Yes. As a theater person, we were just yes. talking about this. Mm-hmm. As, a theater, as theater people, to be able to play either Oscar Wilde or a character like Mary Shelley or Lenore yeah. is like a dream come true. Yes. I would, I would probably want to play George Eliot because... Chasing my Lauren Lopez dream. It's well, fun. You know, you've already done something like that. <laughs> you're really good at it. Oh, thank you. I was uh, I was the Bandit King, which is actually a Joey Richter. He's playing Hemingway in this, his role. But I did have to stuff my junk. And uh, I did uh, talk like this. And uh, people who actually know me uh, did not know it was me until I sang. So... <laughs> And now I have that voice on command whenever I want it. <laughs> I am so lucky I was there at that performance. <laughs> you were heckling me during that performance, but then I got you back. <laughs> yes, I deserved every moment of it, too. And if I'm not mistaken, I mm-hmm. have it on film on my camera. <laughs> I, I did forget that. <laughs> I did forget I did forget about that part, actually, until this moment. Um, but to get back to... Uh, to Poe Party, I just want to talk about uh, Poe himself. Um, so Lenore and Poe are actually in real life siblings, uh, Sinead and Sean Prasad. And Poe, I I just love how, how much of a downer he is. Like he's just, yeah. he's just so sad. Just so, yeah. so sad. But um, that was who Poe was. In right. <laughs> That's why I love it. Um, because it's just turning it into a really funny character trait. And um, so there are two quotes of his that I was I wanted to share. One of them is, parties aren't the place for jokes, Lenore. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like, he's clearly never had a good moment in his life. <laughs> right, right. He's never been to a party. Yeah, no one's ever invited him for sure. Um <laughs> And then um, Fyodor Dostoevsky is uh, trying to get everybody to drink because he is, of course, uh, based on the Russian novelist. Um, so alcohol. Right. And uh, so he's like, a toast. I brought vodka. I brought vodka. Uh, a toast to end this terrible night. And then uh, Poe was like, no, 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 no. This was supposed to be a, a Lenore. And Poe and Lenore says, a good time, a good time. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even know what fun is, man. You've never had fun a minute in your life. <laughs> yeah, the pair of them really do make an excellent counterpoint to each other mm-hmm. because Poe is, like you said, that really depressed, sad, yeah. but the way that it's written, it's slightly turned on its head to mm-hmm. be hilariously funny. Yes. And then Lenore is the deadpan, mm-hmm. sarcastic you know, character yes. who kind of makes up for his failings, for his, right. you know, lacking. Um, yeah. So they make a great pair. Yeah, um, and I like that um, Annabelle Lee and Poe are actually dating in real life. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, cool. so that's kind of, that adds another element to the, like, he's trying to chase this woman and then everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> she brings a date to his party and... Then gets Life. tragically murdered. Life imitating art, imitating life. Right, right. It's just, it's a really, I would say it's like a murderous romp, this this yeah, web it, series. 
<laughs> it is a lot of fun. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of characters, and this is why I keep messing up the names. Yes. Because I had a very hard time keeping track of everybody, mm -hmm. other than, like, George Eliot, because the image sticks out. So yes. <laughs> but one character yes. that I will never forget mm -hmm. and relish at the chance to play <laughs> on stage if I ever had the opportunity. Mm -hmm is Oscar Wilde himself. Oh my <laughs> god. Played and this is played by the amazing Tom DeTrinis, I think his name is. I just looked it up. Um please Tom, we love you. You're wonderful. You killed this role. Yes, and you are an amazing actor. And I think it was even more apparent. Um I know you watched a few minutes of the Switcheroo live stream from Halloween, but I was like, I couldn't, first of all, he's actually bald in real life, so obviously the Oscar Wilde wig was a wig, but it's very disconcerting to see somebody who has so much hair with right. no hair. He uses great effects, too. Like, he's yes. like, running yes. out of his face and, like, whipping it back and forth. Which maybe that's why. Right, it's because he doesn't have it in real life. <laughs> but, but he's also so good an actor. I was watching it with my boyfriend, and... I figured out, I think like 15 minutes in that it was him, but he was playing Hemingway in the switcheroo. And I'm like, that's Oscar Wilde. And he's like, I don't, I can't see it. And he's like, it doesn't sound like him. It was the nose. Oh, for me, for me yeah. it was the eyebrows. Cause they're very distinctive. <laughs> and um, you noticed that he was pulling faces at Sean Prasad, who was playing Oscar Wilde. And, Os and uh, so later on in that, the uh, fun live stream. Um, Sean just said that he was doing a Tom impression of us of his Oscar Wilde <laughs> because Tom did a really great job with Oscar Wilde. So. <laughs> Actually, in all honesty, I think um, Oscar Wilde had some of the best lines. Well, no, maybe it was the delivery, it but it should be. But I feel like he's also got the best like bitch please lines. Um, <laughs> but I really, I really loved his relationship with Mary Ann and he's kind of like trying to get her to be like, you don't have to be in drag. If you are, that's fine. But like your, your name is Mary Ann. Like, let's call you Mary Ann. And be a woman. <laughs> they did have this really funny exchange where they were talking about, um, we were talking about Shelly and Frankenstein and who actually is the monster. And this was like 2017. So just think about that before I finish this line, um, because the exchange was, so what was the monster's name? Pretty sure it was Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I was you like, her voice on point. Oh, thank you. Say. Well, I love, I love her voice. Um, <laughs> but I was like, damn, I, I forgot about that line completely. I'm like, they called it back from 2017. The monster's name is Karen. It's 2020, and the monster's name is definitely Karen. <laughs> We're sorry to all Karens out there. <laughs> so I, I gotta go back to Oscar mm -hmm. Wilde's lines, though. Yes. Just, uh, there's, <laughs> it's they get to the dinner table mm -hmm. where they're all introducing each other and they're all getting their murder mystery cards because in the beginning of this, it's all supposed to be a game. Yes. And. <laughs> And so they're play, they're starting to play this game, and Oscar Wilde kind of like puts his hands on the table and he leans mm -hmm. forward and he's like, "So when will someone get mad?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Love the uh, Tom Oscar Wilde impression. Not even, not even like I think it's the next episode, mm -hmm. but they still haven't left the dinner table. Yeah, yet. they're still sitting there 
Yep. Uh, one character has died. His face is in a bowl of soup. Yep. And they start talking about, like, uh, a monkey named some strange name. Oh, uh, Virgil, the the orangutan. That was supposed to be Eddie's character. That's why. Oh, because okay, Poe okay. hates him so much, and he hates that the girl that he likes would bring a guy to his party that he just wrote him this crappy, like, animal. <laughs> Virgil the orangutan. Yes, I think so, he's like so smelly Oscar, too. Oscar Oscar Wilde, he hears this. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what? And he goes, oh, orangutan. Yes. <laughs> so well delivered. I love your accent as well. <laughs> um, I do want to touch upon Hemingway, who is played by Joey Richter, and um. Because he's got a funny line about the soup, which apparently Lenore cooked, which good for her, because that must be really hard in like an incorporeal ghost form to cook soup. But well, apparently she can just snap her fingers and shit gets done. So yeah, it's very interesting because it's either like she can make the soup appear, but she also has to try really hard to hold like a martini glass. So right. <laughs> it's kind of a toss up, whatever works for the moment. Um, but Hemingway in true Hemingway fashion, says, soup is not for eating. Soup is for drinking and then throwing on the ground as you demand real food. (laughs) (laughs) And then another line that is actually right around that point, um, I believe it's H.G. Wells, Mm -hmm. is sitting at the table and they're all kind of like looking at each other like, who killed the guy? Right. The soup. His face is in the soup. <laughs> Wells is like, I think we're supposed, no, um, I think we're supposed to wait on. No, well, who says it? H. G. Wells is like, are mm-hmm. we supposed to put our faces in the soup as well? And then and he then puts his down. I think we're supposed to wait our turn. To put our faces in the soup. <laughs> and then Lenore is like, stop messing with my soup. Right? She's like, it's a red herring. Yeah, and basically. Like, you would say that. She's like, no, it's red herring soup. It's like. Um, another funny exchange between Poe and Hemingway, just because they're like the polar opposite of like author dudes, because Poe is real squishy and Ernest Hemingway is like, just wants to fight everyone, um, or like try to make out with them if they're a chick. He's like who George wants to be. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I love, God, I love, I love my Lauren Lopez. Um, sorry. (laughs) But uh, so anyway, Poe says, Ernest, you have something to say? And then Hemingway replies, when I have something to say, I say it. When I don't, I stop typing. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, gosh. There's just so much. This this whole this old web series is just very clever and witty and fast paced. Um. And I do, again, I, I really enjoy it because I really, I did actually learn something I didn't expect to. <laughs> uh, another line mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, um, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I had a brain fart. Oh no. <laughs> another line from the, from the show, I can't remember who says it, um, but they say, who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of mm. men? I love that line. And I'm sure that's taken from something yes. that was actually written by one of them. I feel like that might be Shelley. That sounds like Shelley. Or Poe. It's yeah. either Poe or Shelley. Or right. or Theodore. I don't know. 
Yeah. Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, Sherry had Shelly had some uh, real bangers as far as lines go, though. Um, which just I think they're just referencing her body of work, but they're just so good. Even slipped casually into the series, the game of life and the game of death have one thing in common: they do not care what you want. That is probably <sighs> one of the more serious lines that actually mm-hmm. is like truth hashtag truth yes 2020 <laughs> yes i i just love how intense she is like everybody really fully embodies their part um it was nice poor emily dickinson uh the actress who played her when they did the switcheroo i think she was playing lenore or she actually had a she actually had a part where she people could actually make eye contact with her <laughs> Yes, yes. I was like, oh, how alienating. Everyone's just like ignoring you and looking through the whole shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another few mm-hmm. lines that I absolutely adored. Uh, I believe it's between Theodore and Oscar Wilde. The lights go out and Theodore says, oh, who touched my leg? And Oscar <laughs> Wilde says, oh, that was your leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and I loved, I loved the Jim O'Hare, uh, plays Officer Jim. Um, and then I think Jimmy Wong was playing Officer Jimmy and, um, Jim O'Hare, like he's, he's such a, you know, uh, he just constantly getting stepped on in parks and rec. And that's mostly my point of reference for him. But I was like, oh my God, they got an actually like on TV actor to be in this web series. See, it's not just all like up-and-coming folks like he's established right right now i have to admit i've never seen parks and rec mm-hmm. and i did not know that he was a big name tv star but those two characters are expertly played and yes. hilarious. they're like giving them a tour of the I house know. and they're like drinking wine and, and they're claiming to be food metaphors they're writing about yeah, food metaphors it's a food metaphor party i'm like doing meditation and it's just nuts it's great <laughs> that part really did feel like Clue. That one was that one was like kind of zeroing in on that. Um, well, there is a part in Clue mm-hmm. where they do give an officer a yeah. tour of the home. Right, <laughs> and then they have to be like dancing and like making out with like the dead body, so it doesn't look right. suspicious right. and it's very bad. <laughs> but um, I love when they're the officers drink on duty, which is like a total no no. Um, but they like. They're just so cute. They're just so adorable. And they're just sweet, squishy boys. And they interlock. They do that, like, wedding thing where they interlock their arms around the wine glasses and then drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. They were very innocent police officers. I know. (laughs) I loved loved that. It was was such a kind depiction by by Jim (laughs) (laughs) O'Hare. So, guys, honestly... You know, if we haven't convinced you yet, then obviously <laughs> you probably won't watch it. But I'm telling you. It's really funny. You need to do yourself a favor. I say this every week. Guys. I know. But <laughs> you have to check it out. It's good. It's really good. It's really well written. It's mm-hmm. snappy. It's quick. You'll get through it in maybe one sitting. It's yeah. really not that long. I think it's maybe just over an hour. Yeah, I think it's it's about that. Um, there's also, and if you like it, there's prequel stuff that they did to just kind of when they were fundraising to make the the series. Um, and that's really fun too. They have like a Mark Twain. Um, they have other like 
writers, again, it's like they kind of loosely took 18th century and 19th century, um, just, just throw everybody in the mix and like see see who works. <laughs> and then Hemingway from the 20th, it's they just what? Let's have a dream, you know, dinner party with all these famous authors and see how they interact and see who gets killed first. <laughs> see who dies. Uh, yes. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's murder mystery invite only casual dinner party slash gala for friends potluck. You do not need to type the whole thing into YouTube. Just put in Poe party. And everybody knows how to spell Poe because I'm just a Poe buddy. Nobody loves me. <laughs> I'm just a po' boy. Nobody loves me. (laughs) Well, you guys have a lovely, lovely day. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you about something cool next week. Yes. Thank you for listening to us. We really do greatly appreciate it. And remember, if you have any suggestions for any media, any kind of media, Mm -hmm. books, movies, music, musicals, plays, video games, send us an email. Let us know and we will cover it. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Just type in throwaway lines with a question mark. Bye. And you're there. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.